misery, sorrow, signings, happiness and hope. Just another average week to be a jumble. My name is Jarvie and I'm joined once again this week by Simon, Cameron, Hammy and Paddy. Together we are the Broken Hearts Club Band. Now, to start on a lighter note before we start debating about Nielsen in, Nielsen out, um, last week we spoke about the breaking news that Andy Irvin apparently doesn't actually like his nickname, that is the Porty Pirlo. Uh, we've had some some pretty good answers um, from the social medias, albeit some of them are, are very Tory, you'll, you'll hear in a second. Um, but Hammy, we'll start with you. You've had a think. What, what have you come up with? I've come up with the Shandon Scolzi. Shandon Scolzi. Doesn't even rhyme. <laughs> Shandon Scolzi sounds like a, a kind of posh version of the Sight Hill stamp. Which was mine. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, I'll, I'll stick with mine. The uh, uh, Nidroids Nedved. There you go. Oh, fuck. I was going to go with that one. <laughs> I said it last week. Fuck off. Uh, that's probably where I got it from, then. <laughs> Just thinking it was floating a bit in your subconscious somewhere. Said it literally <laughs> on the podcast last week. Uh, but there you go. Just the batter through some of these. Uh, Camel Customs gave us a, a whole list. Um, the Broughton Beckham, it's quite Tory. The Redford Ronaldo, the Muirhouse Michaelunas, uh, Rory G gave us the Midlovian Matthias, it's quite good. Mm-hmm. And uh, my personal favourite from our, from our good friend, the uh, professional boxer John Fame, came up with the Gorgi Hadji, as in Gorgi. <laughs> he put Celtic. far too much thought into that. <laughs> that's like, that's. John's pattern in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah. We phrases like that. It's good. And uh, just finally, Hendo one one zero five one said he gets called the Porty Pirlo because he's from Portobello. So I just like to thank Hendo for letting us know. <laughs> Cheers, Hendo. Um, we speak about Irving because there has been some quite concerning news uh, confirmed by Nielsen uh, a good few days ago now saying that uh, Irvin and the club have been exchanging um, kind of contracts for a couple of weeks now, and it looks like they're struggling a bit to, to come to terms. Um, Paddy, should we be worried here, given that his contract runs out in the summer? Probably, yeah. Like, we should be we should be giving him close to what he wants. I can't imagine he's been unreasonable with what he's asking for either. So, yeah, I would be a bit worried. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't go about like handing out contracts to Gary Mackay Stephen and then not not renew his contract. Mm-hmm. Um, Cameron, I mean, looking at Andy Irvin, if he was to sign a four year deal now, given we can all see his ability, I mean, in a way, should Irvin just be getting put on money that would put him on par with Stephen Naismith? Do you think? Is he that good? Cameron is there, he's, he's just thinking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's a difficult one. I, I, To be honest, I'd argue that at this stage we're probably paying Naismith too much. Um, mm. But yeah, I mean, is he going to take a four-year deal? You know, and that, that probably limits his ability to leverage a move away. With, you know, if someone comes in, you know, two years down the line or something, you know, he's, he's kind of signed up. From, from the club's perspective, it would make perfect sense because... You know, you're going to get, even if he does go to move, you're, you're going to get some money out of it, whereas a shorter-term deal kind of takes that option away. So I, 
I don't know what's on the table for him, but certainly you would you would like to see it at the longer end, I think. Mm-hmm. Hi, that's an interesting one. Um, Hammy, I think that this news came from you, as ever, keeping your eyes peeled on certain message boards. Uh, there was a rumour that there was a, a two-year deal uh, on the table which he was going to sign. Do you think that's long enough? Do you think that's just kind of like a, a holding contract in a way? Yeah, I think it's a bit of a holding contract. I'd like to see a player like Irvin with his age and his ability that we've seen so far and a bit of a longer deal. Two years seems a bit... Uh, to me, two years just seems like we're going to lose out in two years' time. Well, a year and a half, 18 months' time. Uh, when, if he kicks on, keeps doing what he's doing, a team comes in and they just go, he's only on a two-year contract, let's just wait. Mm-hmm. Offer him a pre-contract and then we get him for nothing. I'd like to hope that if it was a two-year, there would be an option of a third or maybe something to tr- trigger a third. Um, it seems a bit short for me, especially when... All of a sudden, you know, I, granted, I'm glad we're not just dishing out four-year deals like we have been doing, but it seems like everybody seems to be getting signed on an 18-month deal at the moment. Yeah. We're not going any further than 18 months, that's it. Yeah. You can only hope it's because we're building for bigger and better things. I mean, yep. even with uh, GMS coming in on an 18-month deal, maybe we see ourselves signing even better once we're back in the Premiership and have a year of stability. Um, that'd be nice. Mario Balotelli. <laughs> is he? Is he still? Did he actually join a club? Yeah, he, he joined. Oh, second division in Italy, didn't he? Right. Oh, one day. Um, well, on on that note of transfers, all we're going to do is, since we've got two rave games, uh, very different games to talk about, <laughs> uh, we're going to break it up a bit and we'll speak about the game on Saturday now before we have a look at. Um, your news, your transfers, Jolly will be calling in, got your kickback and, and what have you. But first, let's look to Saturday. Um, 3-2 defeat to Rafe Rovers at home. Just two weeks away from being a full calendar year unbeaten at home, completely ignoring COVID, having a massive part to play in. <laughs> two weeks away. Um, John McGlynn, a.k.a. Pep Guardiola, came to town with an absolute tactical masterclass. Um, Hammy, we won't go through every every detail in this game since we've already played another one. Um, but cast your mind back to the, the lineup first of all. Uh, the usual suspects starting there. What was going through your your head come three o'clock on Saturday? Uh, rage, I think that was the main one. Um, you had so again, it was the, the usual Smith at the back. How can better? I didn't expect to see better and Kingsley in there. Mackay Stephen got a start. Irving and Halliday in the middle, and then Freer out on the wing again. That was a bit baffling with Boyce and Naismith playing up front, or well, Naismith in that sort of number ten role. Um, Baron Freer. I, I don't know. I mean, you had Ginelli on the on the bench. Um, you also had Pesco on the bench. Pesco obviously came on. At, I think it was half time. Ginelli not long after half time. Um, it's a bit concerning that Ginelli never got another start. He couldn't well start from the start. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll talk about him a little bit later in tonight's game because that was a bit disappointing. But. It just didn't seem like the strongest 11 we could put out, which is concerning. I mean, you had the likes of Walker on the bench as well, who, again, is not a great season, but no, it's freer, man. I'd, 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 I'd
Okay. Um, he was also on the bench. So, aye, I was a bit disappointed with the starting 11. And where's Lewis Moore, Hammy? <laughs> justice for Lewis Moore. No, I, 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 at this point, I just don't think we'll see him this season now. If no. he can't get into this team, then... He must have done something terrible. Aye, it's mental. <laughs> like, how is he not getting into... How is he not playing over Elliot Freer? Mm-hmm. I, I'll think I rated Moore more than Henderson as well. Um, Cameron, better than Freer. Does it strike you with Freer? Fear. Oh fuck. <laughs> How were you feeling to come kick off on Saturday? Um not surprised <laughs> at this point. Not surprised. Um look it's obviously Berra's the preferred option when he's when he's available. Um we should be used to that by now. Um he's gonna play uh, well when he's not injured. Um but he's gonna play and and Elliot Freer kind of speaks for himself. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, Paddy, to, to touch on the first half in a nutshell, um, we were 1-0 down at halftime. Uh, that's after Craig Gordon made quite an excellent penalty save to save it from being 2-0, but that penalty aside, Rafe could have easily been 2 or 3 up. Um, Kai Kennedy was steering us a, another arsehole, quite frankly, through that first half. Um, <clears throat> immediately after halftime, Michael Smith got involved in quite a pointless challenge from behind. Um, did you see that one? What did you make of the the incident? Uh, I didn't see it. Oh, we'll, we'll rebound there. <laughs> um, Hammy, immediately after the break, Michael Smith got involved in a, quite a pointless challenge from behind, um, bringing down Kai, Kai Kennedy in the box. What did you make of that challenge? I thought it was a bit harsh at the time. Um, to be honest with you, I, I've not, I've, if I've not really watched it, but it didn't look like he, he got much. And some of the comments I've seen, and I know Robbie Nielsen got sent off at the end, so mm-hmm. I'm assuming that it, what either wasn't a foul or it was extremely harsh. But it, it's, it was just clumsy though. It so he made the referee make a decision, and uh, yeah, it just it was just clumsy. A very, um. It's not often Michael Smith does things like that as well. He's usually very composed. Yeah, yeah it was. I think it was one of Michael Smith's worst games for us. Yeah, very out of character. Um, well, it was a penalty, and Duku made it two 0 um, with his first touch of the game coming on at halftime, which is always frustrating as well. Um, Tumlety, stupid name, made it three 0 on the fifty second minute, um, and you just had to laugh as Pepescu made a, a huge error in the middle of the park, which immediately led to a counter-attack. Uh, Simon, Craig Halkett, got absolutely skinned inside out on the build-up, crossed in through Craig Gordon's legs in off a Rave player's hand for a goal. <laughs> um, have you ever seen such calamitous defending at Tynecastle? I feel like this is a first of many uh, this year at Tynecastle, isn't it? <laughs> Well, it might get better now that Berra's injured. Being fair, I thought Popescu looked pretty good tonight. Well, I tell you what, right? See, after Popescu got his head burst open on Saturday and he had the bandage on, he's like he's been playing like a different person. Saying he's a new player. No. They say head knocks sometimes have big personality changes on people. (laughs) Maybe maybe this is it. Did they just like start speaking French fluently? Unconfirmed, Paddy. Probably. 
Um, but yeah, that was that. So I guess with the two incidents, the penalty and the handball goal, in Nielsen's defence, you can kind of see why he was going Raj at full time. Um, just to blast through the rest of the game, Boyce pulled one back on the 58th minute. Ginelli delivered a lovely cross in for that one. Jamie McDonald, like Jack Hamilton before him, channeled his inner Oliver Kahn, um, pulling out two world-class saves. Uh, Hammy as the best fives keeper in Edinburgh. What did you make of uh, McDonald's performance? I was like wanting us to sign him after that, like <laughs> regretting letting him go. He had a he had a great game. Um, those two saves were they were genuinely brilliant. It was a, just a bad day at the office. You know, sometimes you just come up against keepers that are having a stellar game, sadly. Don't we all know it? We've seen it from you many times. There's, um, there's too many players kicking about this league that have extra motivation against hearts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've got bad blood or previous with almost every player in the league. Aye. <laughs> um. Simon, at the end of the game, so Robin Nielsen did get that red card. Do you think it was pure deflection tactics? It, it seems to be blame the ref, make it all about that. The, I don't think the ref had a great game, but it's not like Hearts were playing well enough to be winning that game and those were goals that sucker punched us and the decisions sucker punched us. Wraith were much better than us and deserved to beat us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can blame all the ref what you want. You've just got to perform better and no let the ref give them a chance to ruin the game. So at full time, um, I was absolutely livid. I was Nielsen out. <laughs> I fell, I think, 3 0 down to Rave Rovers in the Scottish Championship is one of the biggest low points at Tynecastle. At Tynecastle in recent memory. And we're going to go on to speak about tonight's victory. That's saying a lot. That's saying a lot. But we'll go on. Obviously, it's, it's easy to, to sweep this game under the rug, but it just shows you how bad it can be. And a lot of our victories and goals have come through a lot of luck. And uh, we got found out by a, a very well-organised um, John McGlynn Masterclass on Saturday. <laughs> and it didn't look like it was it was brain science to, to get past us. <laughs> the Scottish Ancelotti. <laughs> John McGlynn. Oh. Tracksuit, shirt, tie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Have him back, have him back. Nielsen, it. Um, I take it you were all just as angry as me. Yeah, very much so. I thought it was just a sort of combination of us riding this wave of ah, we're not playing well, but we got three points. That's all that matters. And then again, as as happened against Dundee and Dunfermline, the better team showed up and we're dropping points when we really shouldn't be. Um, considering our budget and everything in the championship, I thought I was um, pretty pissed. I. Mm-hmm. You've hit the nail on the head. There's absolutely no way this team should be getting beat three 0 at home. No. And then you cap you factor in that they had one training session this year. This is their first game. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's just unacceptable. And I even thought tonight. I know I'm running ahead a bit, but when they had ten men and they looked like fitter than us. And they've had almost no training sessions and they were a man down. Aye. What do you think it was on Saturday, Simon? Do you think the players just don't seem fired up enough? Do you think it's Dielsen's negative tactics, still just playing with one up one up top, two holding mids? What do you think it is? I, a bit of all of the above, really. I, I constantly pull this up that 
I don't feel like a lot of these players get motivated for these games and it really shows and they can turn up for Hibs, Celtic and Rangers and all these games and that's great but these are the ones which have ruined our seasons, the ones that we need to be winning. Mm-hmm. And it's becoming a more consistent pattern that we play a couple of good games where we play really well like tonight and we, we win and then we start to fall off the barrel a bit and we, we start playing a bit crap and everyone kind of goes, oh, but we're winning and then we get beat 3-2 at home for Wraith Rovers and luckily score two goals at the end. Aye. And again, like we were saying at the start of this, it could have been three or four nothing today by half time. Could have been a real Aye. humiliation job. But there you go. Um, Hammy, I'd love to know what Jambo's kickback had to say about it all. Can we go over, <laughs> can we go over to you now, please, for out of context Jambo's kickback? away and don't talk a lot of shame. Well, Nick, it was a minefield. It really, <laughs> really was. Um, I'll start off um, with uh, Rick Sanchez. He says, Nielsen mouthing off at the ref again. Fuck off, man. Somebody replied, he must fucking know what beating is like. Advise your players, you glake it. I actually don't know what the swear word he's starred out is. Of all the possibilities, including Wraith's determination, the loss is on you and the fucking players. He wasn't happy. Our abysmal defending has cost us there. Robbie outthought by John McGlynn. <laughs> he should start shouting at the pish players we have just witnessed yet again putting in half ass performances. If he can't motivate, motivate them, he can fuck off. When you, when you first said that, Robbie outthought John McGlynn. <laughs> I thought you meant like John McGlynn was standing there thinking Robbie <laughs> he's not good enough was. for this club <laughs> uh, Davey says I've seen hearts at their worst late 70s and early 80s this is the worst I've ever seen them Oof, so, we were really bad back then <laughs> someone says how can Robin Nielsen be so angry with the ref that he gets a red beating was not great and the pen may well be soft but he is so far away from being the reason we performed the way we did and lost the game come on Robbie let's see you own it and do something about it and although an, um, says highlight of the half for us was Berra's injury <laughs> that's getting kept down leave it in <laughs> Someone else says, <laughs> "I was expecting something like pretty bad, like Jambo's kickback can get pretty bad." Even like he got called out on it, so no, no, yeah, Paddy, keep it in if you want. Um, <laughs> it's not us saying it, so it's all right. Do you know? Uh, do you know in uh, Hot Fuzz when all the people keep saying for the greater good? Ah. <laughs> um, someone else says expected sadly expected we are run by a woman who has no fucking clue about football what can go wrong I don't know what being a woman has but there you go um, say, don't make it about the sex <laughs> just play I'm just obsessed team. with Budge they're absolutely obsessed with Budge like and Budge has <laughs> probably not even left her house to go anywhere near like a training session or anything in months, oh, hearts, hearts get beat through it at home. Oh, fucking man, budge man. She has been <laughs> injured the whole time she's been at us, though. To be fair. <laughs> um, someone else says, uh, just play your best team with the players available. That's all it takes. And the woman replies, why does Nielsen think we are good enough to use crap squad players from the start? 
examples Freer and The Passenger Halliday. Halliday's still getting a lot of grief. And to be fair, he's not exactly playing well. So um, another one says, The plumber unblocks hearts. Let that sink in. Do you get it? Because McGlynn used to get called the plumber. I think he was a plumber at some point or something. Aye, anyway. Never heard that before. So <laughs> Someone else says, uh, Nielsen must be shitting it on Monday morning. He may only get one custard cream with his pot of tea with Ann Budge. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's the fucking defence. At least we know where the biggest problems lie. From Halliday backward, excluding Gordon, we were effing hopeless. Smith, Kingsley, Berra, then Popescu, Halkett, the whole lot, miles off the pace, careless, casual, hopeless to a man. Um, one of the other players that got it in the neck, there was a thread just about him, was Liam Boyce. Now, just in case you have forgot about what we talked about three minutes ago or whatever, he scored twice in this game. <laughs> um, so one says, like so many players who signed for us, just sit back and do nothing, collect their wages. Yes, he scored two goals, but he should be doing that every week. I, I mean, I, yeah. Another See, one know, says... He's definitely getting better. He's I... not playing for hearts if he scores two goals every week. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know. Another one said he doesn't look fit. Um, and another one says he's been a huge disappointment, really looks interested, looks miserable when he scored, and his lack of control in the box is often brutal. So, aye, not a great week. Well, mm. uh, that was uh, some of the thoughts for Jambo's kickback after the, again, pretty humiliating defeat, though, let's be honest here. It was humiliating. Um, Cameron, a question for you. So, Ambudge gets a ton of stick and quite clearly uh, you know I wouldn't say a majority but uh, a minority if the fan base would have sacked Robbie Nielsen after that result on Saturday alone now we're going to be fan owned next season (laughs) (laughs) Um, how can you see that going given our angry fan base yeah, there's a difference though, and fan on doesn't mean fan on doesn't mean that we have you sitting making the decisions every week. No, I'd nominate Paddy. We'd have a new manager every fortnight. There's, there I'm the is... one that's I'm in. <laughs> After tonight's game, yeah. I watched the other night as. There's, I mean, you'd have a board in place. So actually, the the decision, although there may be more pressure on them, maybe, but I don't see it being massively different other than that the fans do own the club. It's still going to be a board that sits there and makes their decisions. I'm sure Joe Savage and all that will still be there. Yeah, it'll be quite boring, really. Will it not be the foundation running it? I'm sure it'll be nominees. I like the chairman and all that. It doesn't seem very clear, eh? You'd think we would have... There would have been a bit more transparency by now. Yeah, at hearts. hearts. <laughs> I at hearts. It'll be an elected documentaries. board. Yeah, through the AGMs and what have you. Is it still, I don't think it's actually confirmed when it's being transferred to the fans yet. I think it's still just sitting with Budge through COVID. Yeah. Still pending away, isn't it? Aye. It's not in my head, I picture it like... One person from every podcast, someone from Section G, <laughs> someone from Section N, <laughs> Gary Locke. <laughs> and it's just an absolute riot, but nah, it'll just be boring now. Eh? You've Vladimir <laughs> Romanov. <sighs> oh, we wish. 
Um, I and just finally on that, um, like you said, Liam Boyce got a lot of stick, but he's got nine goals in 13 after tonight. That's not bad. I think it's um, pretty good. Yeah. I mean, after that performance, I think most people would say they'd quite happily see this whole team recycled with some exceptions. Craig Gordon, Andy Irvin, Michael Smith, Stephen Kingsley and a fit John Sewer. You know, is there anyone else you'd really keep? Uh, go through that again, sorry. Oh, I just locked my phone again, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Craig Gordon, Andy Irving, Michael Smith, Stephen Kingsley and a fit John Suter. That's about it, yeah. That's, I think you definitely keep Ginelli for the five minutes that he plays every game. <laughs> well, come on, Ginelli. We've got, we've got no. a wee bit for Ginelli. We'll come on to that. But, it's, um, but then after tonight's game, you probably say, oh, I some squad, eh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Moving on to some general news before we get to the transfers. Um, I can't believe this was since we recorded the last podcast. It feels like a lifetime ago. But Stephen Kingsley has signed a 18-month contract. Um, not extension, he just signed an 18-month contract. Uh, just after we were saying last week that there seemed to be no chatter about him signing a deal. Um, Paddy, you happy to see him sticking around for a, a Premiership season? Should we get promoted? Yeah, I am. And we will be in the Premiership. Positive thinking. Um, and yeah, it's a good length contract as well for somebody that is still not yet, but has been injury prone throughout his career. Yeah. It, it feels like Kingsley hasn't even been subbed once, doesn't it? So Robbie Nielsen's really making sure he's okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's just he's just so good when you see him. It's like him and Michael Smith when you when you see them like take passes in bad positions and you get a bit of like that like roller coaster tummy where you're like oh no, and they just so so casual they'll make a wee bit of space and they'll just recycle the ball, mm-hmm. and it's just quite reassuring to have that. Yeah, he looks so fit, Kingsley, doesn't he? Like he's just—he never seems to—he <laughs> never seems to tire for ninety minutes. Gives it his all. Gives it all his hearts. Um, Cameron Ross Stewart, aka Cheesy, um, has <laughs> had his loan extended until the end of the season. Um, the backup to Craig Gordon. Um, there seems to be no interest in Bobby Zlomel after being told like to just go anywhere <laughs> this window. <laughs> Could you see someone coming in for him still? Um, no. <laughs> but, but, to be honest, I, I, I'm not really up on the uh, the keeper market for third choice championship keepers, but I can't imagine it's huge. There's like a, a dark web like beneath Jambles kickback. You need to check it out. Celtic need a keeper. Heisler Mal would do a job for them. Can have him. Right. With Ollie Lee leaving and apparently Peter Haring um, really continuing to struggle with his injury and, and getting fit, are you surprised that we are not bringing in another centre midfielder this window? We really need a centre mid who can run with the ball. Hmm. Um, the only player who sort of pick and drive for us that whole game once Ginelli went off was Gary Mackay Stephen. And he looks good driving with the ball, I do think so, but he can't be the only one. Andy Halliday is currently doing nothing, and Andy Irvin isn't really a, a dribbler. Yeah. So we need someone to carry the ball 
because we just we just end up getting isolated or taking ages to get up the park. Mm-hmm. I guess if Andy Irvin was a bit more experienced, you might see young Scott McGill come in. He was he looked pretty decent on the ball. Um, I'm surprised he's not he been playing good. because it's hardly like players like I mean I know Andy Irvin's been really good, but it's hardly like everyone else around him has been like nailed on starter performances. Yeah, it's turned out to be a real weak position for us because Halliday, let's all face it, has been pish. He's done nothing to. Aye. You wouldn't say, oh, he's a good good player. I see him playing back in the Premiership next season. He's no. not at all. Having injured, there's no depth there at all. No. There's still time, though. The window doesn't close till Friday. Yeah, but Sunday, Sunday, Nielsen, Sunday, actually. Nielsen said he's um, only, well, we've now got a striker who will come on to. We're only targeting a, another winger now. Why? Because we don't have 40 already. Just, like We've signed like three or four wingers that cannot play football. Elliot Freer being the main one. Yep. Roberts has had his chances now. I stuck up for him longer than most, but let's face it, he's not good enough to be playing. I added to uh, Freer, Pish, Ginelli will come on too. Um, let's move on to Ginelli now, actually. Nielsen, can, Nielsen did confirm about a week ago now that they are in early contract discussions. Um, yeah, I actually said, uh, and, I, and I quote, with Ginelli's niggles and injuries um, that he's been dealing with over the last 18 months, he can be cured by our excellent medical and sports science department. <laughs> <laughs> what? Now, Cameron, a good while ago, we spoke about an ancient burial ground being buried underneath the orium <laughs> as a result to all our horrific injuries. <laughs> Um, do you think he's taking the piss? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think you're asking that and you've already made up your mind that he is. <laughs> Aye. Um, and, and let's talk about, touch on the tonight's injuries. It went off after 15th minute flashbacks. I'm coming off after five away to Arbroath on the second game of the season. Um, Hammy, what do you do with Ginelli? So much ability, but you're weighing up the injuries here. What what are we going to have to do here? Hey, listen, I just think that it's getting to a point now where it's not worth the risk. We sign him on an 18-month deal and he only plays a few games. It's it's just a wage that could be spent on somebody else who, who's playing. It's just... See, if he'd played the full 90 of the, the night, I probably would have been saying different, but going off oh, yeah. again... It doesn't look good. And I know how Robin Nielsen's saying, oh, we'll help him fix it. We're not a hospital. We're not a charity. You can't be sitting right. on the physio table for 18 months. Like, all the best to him and everything. But, but and it's annoying because he, he just looks so much better than what we've got. Right. He's such a good player, but ah, it's annoying. There's the old uh, saying that um, the best ability... If- that coach is looking for is availability. I know it's so cliche and cheesy, but that's genuinely true. Like, if you're not available, there's no point in you being there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Watch him get a five-year contract. <laughs> <laughs> the, what do you reckon in all seriousness, Paddy? The same thoughts, you, like Hammy said, do you think it's just an investment you couldn't make at this point? I've backed I back Ginelli quite a lot, but this, this is just the same old... Like, he's barely played for us. But he's I also only, think Hearts will give him a contract. He's only played over 45 minutes once this season in the league. Um, 
When was that Dundee? That was uh, that was a Dundee game. Played seventy four minutes. Then he played nine minutes. Then he was out for four weeks. Twenty eight minutes. Then he was out for three weeks. Then at twenty five. 40 minutes against Race Rovers and then what well, he was 15 the night mm-hmm. and the, he did play a fair bit in the um, in the Scottish Cup final because he played that 30 minutes of extra time plus the last 20 that's a lot for him <laughs> even like in the League Cup at the start of the season he, he played well one of the games again was 19 minutes but the other two were like 83 and 90 so I mean alright okay but just looking, he's played 368 minutes of football this season. Well, that's some isn't that a lot. <laughs> Interesting. Eight appearances, essentially. Cameron, could an idea be uh, looking at his injury record? He's not exactly going to have offers out his ear ears. He's only he's, only, he's not only got one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's not going to have tons of offers at the end of the season. If we could secure Ginelli on a pay-per-play basis, do you think that could be a good investment? I think his agent would find something better than that for him. Um, as much as it would probably suit us, I, I can't see a player signing that. Hmm. Just got to see what happens. But I guess in hindsight, everyone was crying out for Ginelli. Why is he not signing a contract? What you see tonight, there's your start. You're off after 15 minutes. To be fair to Nielsen, this is probably why he's been holding back. Has it has have been hearts that's holding back? Says Nielsen. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> trust him. We'll see what happens. Like Paddy says, Monday morning, five year contract. <laughs> Eight grand a week. Uh, frustrating. Uh just on that note, we spoke about Ollie Lee already. Scored two goals tonight for Gillingham. <laughs> a four one victory. There's the uh, the player we let go for free. We should have kept hostage. <laughs> uh, now, Hammy, at the start of the season, we done our big predictions, and you picked Jamie Brandon for your young player of the year. Um, talk us through your your thought process and your reaction to the sad news that he is uh, he is out for the rest of the season now after doing his his knee. So. Obviously, I picked him because I was convinced Michael Smith was going to get sold. As has been the case, he's played pretty much every game and has now signed a new contract. So I was well off with that. <laughs> um, but I know it's disappointing for Jay um, because it's a bad injury. I think, was it the ligament isn't it, in the knee? Yes, it was. Um, which is terrible. So best of luck for him. Um Again, it leaves us a bit short at the back, again, as we seem to constantly be. So even just for the team as well, it's quite a bad injury. Yes, and it's bad timing as well, Hammy, because with Berra getting injured there, you could have seen Michael Smith move over and Jamie Brandon actually come in and start. <laughs> yeah. Do you know, I think it's funny that we have bought and spent so much money on players, but if whenever we start talking about a position, we're like, oh, we're a bit short there, aren't we? <laughs> How? How? We just we didn't seem to have any depth at Aye. all. It's because we um, sing six shit wires. <laughs> we, if we do though, we seem to concentrate on one position, sign a lot of garbage, and then the rest of it's like, oh shit, we forgot about that. We've like, got loads of players like... we don't even know what position they play. Where does Jamie Walker play? Where's Stephen Naismith play? When he comes on, he just kind of 
stands about the middle. Is he <laughs> a centre mid? Is Stephen A. Smith now a centre mid? Because if he is, he's playing shite as a centre mid. <laughs> Aye, he just floats about somewhere between wing and ten. Aye. Shouting it, folk. <laughs> <laughs> Aye. Well, uh, yeah, let's speak about Naismith and uh, Jamie Walker in particular a bit more when we move on to the Rafe game. Um, but speaking of all that, leads us on to our transfer news quite nicely. Uh, last week, we were poised and ready to get excited about Elijah Adebayo, um, but it fell through as uh, basically Walsall uh, wouldn't let him go this window. So we could have only signed him on a pre-contract and got him in the summer, and immediately thereafter, they seemed to sign his backup. Um, however, he seems like twice the player, so fuck you, Adebayo and Walsall. <laughs> Um, Maybe I just genuinely started that rumour and also were like, nah, we're all right. Fair play to you, Simon. Super scout. Um, <laughs> Thank and you. With your, your scouting, what have you made of the, the new man? Um, I've said his, his name a hundred times in my head and out loud today, but I don't want to attempt it. So let me hear someone else say it one more time before I do. <laughs> I'm just going to get it up to, to make sure I get it right. Well... Nanduli. Yes. Nan or Nanduili. Yeah. yeah. Nanduili, I think. Team are saying it. I he he doesn't look super fit right now, which is fair enough. I think he probably had a wee chat with Robbie when he signed and they went, How much drink you've got for Tuesday night? And he probably said about half an hour. So they were like, Right, bring you on about half an hour to go. <laughs> but I I think um, once he gets up to the pace of things and once he starts finding his rhythm getting used to the players around him. He looks great. I mean, he can finish. You can guarantee mm-hmm. that. He blasted the ball for about five yards out when he, <laughs> when he had that off a goal. But it, it went in, so it doesn't matter. But I I mean, the keeper wouldn't have even have saved it if he was standing there. It was a great finish, but it was just not needed and gave me far too much anxiety. <laughs> but no, he looks good. He looks powerful. And even when the crosses coming in weren't they that great, he was still getting on the end of them and, and directing something towards goal. So, mm-hmm. looks good, yeah. Looks like an exciting player. It's, it's that exciting. I don't mind keeping my season ticket on and spending £65 a game. You know what I mean? It's that kind of player <laughs> I want to pay your money for. Um, Hearts Heritage on Twitter has said that he is the first Hearts player to make his debut as a substitute and score two goals. It's a wee fact for you. No bad. The first ever, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, they're quite specific stats to make your debut as a substitute and score two. <laughs> I know. <laughs> quite niche. I'm impressed that they've got a spreadsheet where they've checked that. It's a very American football stat. Whenever you watch yeah. American football, like, this is the first time Gerard's ever thrown a 25-yarder for 14 days in 27 years. <laughs> um, Cameron, we love talking about the height of players on this podcast. Um, there's been a lot of speculation over his actual height. What do you think it is? There's no speculation <laughs> over his actual height. I think also, I like that you've come to me for a height question. I feel this was purposely done to show that I have the least understanding of height within the group. So I will not be talking to you further on this. <laughs> Thank you. Put yourself back on mute. <laughs> to be right, to be fair, I know it's listed, he's listed as six foot four. He looked massive though tonight compared I mean. to the other players. I think it's a lie. 
He's Thanks, tall as me. Oh, he looks way taller than you, but he's literally <laughs> like chest, head, and shoulders above everyone on the bus. <laughs> um, did you see that? There was speculation that he was actually seven foot tall. Did you see that? What happened there, Simon? <laughs> well, I think some um, some funny Hearts fan was hoping that uh, we would be getting another seven foot striker. Do you know? Um, do you know who done it? You. It was me. <laughs> Because <laughs> I went on, I went on Wikipedia as soon as it said it. Defo said six foot four, and then you sent me a photo and it said seven foot. I was glad it was just the right moment when loads of people were obviously going on his Wikipedia to see who Aye. the fuck the guy was as well. Beautiful timing. Uh, someone edited it again tonight and put eight foot ten, but that's not that's too fatty. Too I know seven foot has like there's like yeah, you were, hearts, you at... hearts fans will get that as well. Aye, and you look at a montage and you go, Christ, this tall. Is he actually seven foot? <laughs> you know, it was just enough. How tall was Peter Crouch? Was he you know, like six, seven? And he looked absurd. So imagine someone like another four inches taller than that. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Um, but I, you had some go. Paddy, you are one to criticise transfer targets heavily when they've got poor goal records. Are you happy with his return for his time at Blackburn? Uh, Blackpool? Sorry. Yeah, no, he's got he's got a decent return. And he's got a great return for Hearts at the moment, so... <laughs> he does that. It was nice seeing him when the rumour came about that uh, a lot of Blackpool fans were like, that's absolutely scandalous that he's signing for Hearts and all that. So, like, it's yeah. good that, to see a team who, I wouldn't say are better than Hearts, but the the players who played in there would probably think they're better than Hearts. Aye, who the fuck do Blackpool fans think they are having a go at Hearts? <laughs> <laughs> that is plenty. Aye. Hearts Twitter has made enemies with Blackpool and Walsall Twitter in the last week. I know. I'm sure Port Vale were getting involved somewhere in this week as well. Christ knows. It's a good laugh. Eh? Um, Blackpool fans have said um, that when he can be arsed, he's unplayable. Um, but when he gets frustrated, which is apparently quite often, he'll disappear and do fuck all. He sounds like an absolute fit at hearts. <laughs> um, reading through here. Oh, yes. On winger transfer news, um, Robbie Nielsen confirmed that we were in for a player. However, their agent was looking for £50,000 in agent fees alone. Now, Thinking about who we've been linked with, I think I know might know who this agent may be. I think it could be Mr. Laurent Robert of uh, previous <laughs> Newcastle fame, uh, agenting for his wonder kid son at Airdrie. Just because you say something enough doesn't mean it's right. <laughs> what do you mean? You keep trying to say that we were trying to sign this Robert boy. I've seen <laughs> nothing to say that we were trying to sign this Robert boy. I've not made up. That's in loads of papers, Paddy. Open up Google, Google News, Thomas Robert. Maybe you're looking at Laurent Robert. He's retired, mate. <laughs> um, Paddy, still with you on agent fees. Could it be Diego Costa? Possibly, aye. I mean, £50,000 is quite a lot of money, so could be. Wouldn't he turn my nose up at it? No. But now we've got, we got the new boy and we don't need Costa. We just That's need a central midfielder, a centre back, and possibly two wingers. And, and full a, back cover. And, right and back. full back cover. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, just finally on transfer news, a bit of a sour note to finish up. 
um, the sad news that Neil Harris uh, got sacked from Cardiff. Uh, it was reported that he was looking at bringing Loic Demur back to the club. Now, he's been replaced with Mick McCarthy. So let's just hope um, Mick McCarthy's a, a Loic Demur man. <laughs> so he loses his glasses or something. Eh? And... and Bud speaking to Mick McCarthy would be like a sketch at like that Alan Partridge show or something like that. Eh? <laughs> Do you reckon that's why Harris got sacked? He went to the board. Oh, I want Loic Demur, and they went, pack your bags. <laughs> <laughs> Instant dismissal. So that's all the transfer news for now. Um, so it'll be transfer deadline day by the time we next record. So I will see who we bring in. Probably no one. Um, now, we should be joined by Jolly. Jolly, are you there? All right, boys. Happy, happy <laughs> Burns night. Happy Burns night. How, how well day? We've got our haggis suppers and that ready. Uh, Jolly Burns night was yesterday. Yeah. Right. Oh, you're, you're kid. No, it's tonight. And you're winding up. No, yesterday, Monday, we've just watched the Rafe game on a Tuesday. What's it? Burns night's the 26th, is it no? 25th. Oh Christ, that's oh, that's embarrassing. That is all on the air as well. You can be able to cut this bit out, Paddy. You know, that's embarrassing. That is Christ. No. Jesus, maybe. Oh, well, anyway, how are you doing, Jolly? Well, I'd be better. Like, uh, I mean, that's obviously that's that's not made made it any better. You know, Christ it makes all the sense. Why I've seen that all that salt iron bunt lying at the back of Aldi when I was doing there earlier. No wonder I was getting it for nothing. But <laughs> anyway, I've been been watching probably too much news this weekend. Getting to me and that, you know, probably probably should have stuck with the murder programs because they're a bit more cheery. Like, yeah. but you see, you see, you see, Jenner's just shut. Aye, crying shame that like, okay? just just shows eh? all oh, oh, that glitters isn't the gold. I suppose, Jarvie. <laughs> probably probably be one of the hotel mall motel holiday and jobs again. That'll be, that'll be what it is like. <laughs> Madness, though, eh? you know. Kids kids these days will know even care what a high street is. They willies picking mix to, to shove in your pockets. And, you know, for the shoplifters, Christ, well, they must be really struggling. Probably been <laughs> furlough for the last year or something. You know? <laughs> they can't even go to the pub to punt anything that they can't steal for the shops that are shut. I, mean, it's... I was about to say, I'm, I'm running low on razors, to be honest. That's a terrible industry to be in at the moment. I, I feel for them. <laughs> That's very true. Um, Jolly, furloughs and COVID aside, it's been a very uh, mixed week for Hearts. What have you made of it all? Oh, it certainly, certainly has been like again, you know, the, the lows of Saturday and the, the highs of the night. But you know, I'm, I'm right pleased for them tonight. You know, a fantastic score. You know, rack up some goals, get the confidence by looking good. I heard you were being a bit of a big blouse on uh, Saturday about the game, though. Getting all <laughs> your getting your knickers on a twist, so you were. <laughs> we were getting beat three 0 from Rafe Rovers, eh? Well, look, Jarvie, I've got some some advice for you. Everyone stars one way or another. So here's my message to you. As a matter of fact, don't let nothing hold you back. If the scat man can do it, so can you. You're a Hearts fan. <laughs> Beautiful words. Beautiful. Um, right, 
like a shoplifter standing in the digger snug. What have you got for us this week, Jolly? Well, it's a bit embarrassing, like it, because I've based my, my questions this week on it being Burns night, and obviously it's no Burns <laughs> night. We'll run with it anyway, like Ken. So, a couple of questions for you tonight, boys. You know, gets to the hearts of the matter, like we always do. Other than Burns, whose birthday it is near the day, was yesterday, apparently. I'm going to check that, but anyway. Um, who's your favourite Rab, Ruby, Bob, or Robert? <laughs> You can't just string a question like that. <laughs> Robbie Nielsen for me. Ooh, Paddy's got one. Big sook. <laughs> mine's, is, uh, mine's is probably Bobby's Lamal. Just fucking loved when he swang for the bar. That's <laughs> 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 idea. That's not a clue. I could only think of one rap, and it was someone from like primary one's dad. <laughs> I can only think of one Robbie, and it's someone we all knew for school, but I'm not just going to start talking no, about No, no, no. Liability reasons, we cannot start discussing him on the podcast. <laughs> uh, I, mine's just Rab Douglas. I always like Rab Douglas. Even yeah, though he was a Celtic man. I've <laughs> got two, two goalkeepers in a and a, a man with a big throw, so he's a he's a, an exciting bunch. So he's a uh, Simon can't even think of anybody. So <laughs> mine's mine's is uh, Rab seen us, but you know he liked a good drink. He lived the, the jolly lifestyle. So uh, we go with Rab seen us, but myself. Now, mayor of the point, proper question here. Wouldn't you start bench Bozeman? Mine we did this before. So hell yeah. Here we go this time. Some big choices here. I want your start bench Bozeman for. Haggis Pecora, Haggis Pizza, or Haggis Stovies? Right, start. It's got to be Haggis Pecora. Bench, Haggis Stovies, and then Bosman, Haggis Pizza. Just, I, love them all. I love them all, but that order probably I. You all hate like pizza. pizza. I love pizza. It's one of my favourite. I just, I just, <laughs> out of those um, three. Aye. Um, uh, start Haggis Stovies, bench Haggis Pecora, and Bosman Haggis Pizza. You're an utter. Nobody's benching a Pecora. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Aye, I'm, I'm starting Haggis Pecora, benching Haggis Pizza. I would have probably started it, but I got that much abuse last time for picking a pizza over a chippy and uh, <laughs> Bosman the Stovies. I'm the same as Jeremy. Good man, Hammy. And you can, me and Hammy, I always agree on the, on the food choices, so that, that'll be my three as well, you know. Pick. <laughs> like, I've, got to, I've got to start the pakora because I love all things deep fried and then I like Stovies <laughs> and I like Haggis, but they probably shouldn't be together, you know. Right. Know the best combination. I'm a mere corned beef man and then Haggis, <laughs> pe- Haggis Pizza's just a bit flat, eh? <laughs> <laughs> well, top draw granddad jokes, yeah. Uh, there's just something about a haggis picora, eh? Just what's great, aye. It's a fantastic <laughs> combination, I must admit. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, right, Jolly, you got anything else for us? 
No, nothing else for you. Uh, way back to my, my depressing news life, and uh, I'll speak to you next week. Monday Jambos. <laughs> Perfect. Cheers, Jolly. We'll see you then. Right, boys. Well, I think we should speak about this evening's game. Just finished at Starks Park. Um, a wonderful five. Uh, oh no, it wasn't five nil. It was four nil victory <laughs> over Rafe Rovers. That's because I've put I put this note down before the game started, and it was five nil to Rafe. Um, riots outside Tynecastle as Levine has been appointed as interim manager until the end of the season. Thoughts? <laughs> but thankfully, we turned it around. Um, Simon, walk us through the. The starting lineup and what have you for starters. It was uh, nice to see Freer and Berra not starting, wasn't it? <laughs> Aye. Um, do you think Berra would have started if he was fit? Yeah. Yeah. Aye. How disappointing is that? <laughs> you, like the the frustrating thing is, I don't mind. Well, obviously, I mind. I'd, like players are going to make mistakes. What I don't get is players shouldn't be consistently picked when they're continually making mistakes. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the problem. Right, so we had Craig Gordon as always on our clean sheet. What's your clean sheet bet again? Some I think it needs to be fifteen. And I, I, I can't remember. Oh, Paddy, you got <laughs> done on this one, so you're gonna have me like a thousand pounds. <laughs> <laughs> nah, well, I thought I got the better part of this bet because I don't have a clue. I don't have a clue what about. Well, Hammy, now's your chance to win some money. Whatever <laughs> you want, Hammy. <laughs> Right, anyway, Craig Gordon, Halkett uh, and Popescu. Thought Popescu was really good. Thought Halkett was better with Popescu alongside him. Um, Smith and um, Kingsley is always great. There's those three players, Gordon, Smith and Kingsley, that is really close to being a really good defence. And I'd also put Halkett in there if you get someone good alongside him. I think that's a good Premier League defence. Nah, I hate him. Halkett. <laughs> right, I'd happily never see Halkett play for Hearts again. I think he's a bit of Where a the slump. fuck has this come from? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Flip Floppy. Bera, Bera has deflected a lot from Halkett. But, but I also think Bera's put Halkett in a lot of fucking bad positions. I think uh, trust, I mean, trust's gone between them two. Halkett has to do all the running in behind because obviously Bera's not going to do it. But he's just... I mean, there, there's Fred after Fred on kickback and comments on Twitter saying the same. I hate to say it because I'm a bit of a chubby man myself, but he is overweight. Yeah, like he is. Uh, he is just not looking sharp at all. He's so slow on the turn. We saw Kai Kennedy turn him inside out on Saturday. I just don't think he's. I think he would done well in a good Livingston side next to Declan Gallagher and and what have you. But I just don't think he's at the right level for Hearts. In all honesty. But yeah, considering opinion. that a lot of people thought out of Gallagher and Halkett, Halkett was the better player. I know. Shows you, shows know. you how much he's he's come. Uh, and then we had Mackay Stephen, Janelli, sort of wingers, um, Andy Halliday and Andy Irvin, centre mids, and then Walker at 10 and Boyce at up front. Sorry, I confused myself there because Boyce is number 10. So when I said mm. Walker at 10, I've really started <laughs> stumbling over words. But I, it was good. Um, like I said earlier, I thought we, we started well and we did do well to get to 2 up, but it wasn't really like we were playing great. There was a phase when uh, when we did score those two goals, we did look quite good, but it's just not consistent enough. And I don't know what it is, but there's just something not satisfying about Hearts right now, even when we are winning 4-0. It, 
you forget that for most of the game it was actually 2-0 against 10 men. Yep. Yeah. And we were struggling to make chances. Mm-hmm. So that annoyed me. Um, but yeah, uh, get the ball in the box. We kept the ball for really good periods of time against 10 men, which is fine. But Wraith did have periods where they were sitting in our half as well with just 10 men. So, But I liked when um, the big boy came on, the new boy in, in Dooley. Yeah. And uh, straight away, we pretty much took the only player we, who can cross the ball off the park and put a centre <laughs> mid on the wing. <laughs> Bonkers. Aye. So, Robbie Nielsen just doesn't care about the last 20 minutes of any game. Aye. He just bins off any form of formation. It's just so odd. On. It's so odd. Another player who have no idea what position he plays, Roberts. He always seems to bring him on or change him for the last 20 minutes. I know he didn't play tonight, obviously, but mm-hmm. I don't get his substitutions really confuse me. I don't get what he's trying to do sometimes. Yeah, Roberts has played on both wings and up front, like for like a lot of minutes. Yeah. In all three positions. Aye. Okay. Um, well, Simon, just want to walk through some of the, the key incidents and we'll pick up some performances along the way. Um, Ginelli went off in the 50th minute. I think we've covered that in enough detail. Um, Jamie Walker missed a, a setter really shortly thereafter. Um, now, we got to see Jamie Walker start and play in his preferred position as a number 10 today. Um, generally, what did you make of his performance in there instead of it white? The game sort of passed him by, I feel. Mm-hmm. He's I all right. That. The thing is about Jamie Walker is when he's playing well, he's moving the ball quickly and it can sometimes seem like he's not really in games, but he links quite well. But I don't know. It's There's something about Jamie Walker that I'm not liking right now. Yeah, I agree. It's weird because he had such a good preseason, but it just doesn't seem to have carried that through. There's odd good game but uh, a lot of the time he just doesn't seem interested as well and there's nothing really incisive there's nothing really aggressive about him and that he when he in his first spell he was running at players and shooting and just just being really aggressive and on the front foot but now he seems happy to just keep it moving sideways keep it moving back just as long as you keep the ball moving which i don't know if he's been told to do but yeah mm-hmm. i think you your spot on, Simon, when you said the game is going past them. I think the way we're playing now, everything's going through Irvin. Yeah. And it's going through wide. It's got You've got the wing back, Smith and Kingsley, moving on, getting past the back four. And it's Irvin that's spraying these balls over the top or on the deck. And just as a 10, they're just getting bypassed as the game's going here. Aye. Do you think, um, could you see, you know, Nielsen won't do it. But dare he play two centre forwards instead and just sack the ten? I, I was thinking that, but then a lot of the time we can get overrunning in midfield. So if you t- at least Jamie Walker's got some legs in the centre, right, he does help there. When we've not got the ball, he does do quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And I think if we added another striker there, I don't know if you played um, in Dooley up front with Liam Boyce maybe, but you want Liam Boyce in the box as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Because he's showing that he doesn't need to be playing pretty well and he'll score. Yeah. That's good. And a compliment for Jamie Walker. They're hard to find. <laughs> well done. Um, Hammy, what did you make of uh, Andy Halliday's performance? Uh, another full game for him today. He's getting heavy criticism just now. What do you think? Um, I mean, he got a boy sent off. So that's a positive. <laughs> He's just, I, you know, I, 
it's it's difficult to see how he plays in games like this because he's obviously in that team to do the sort of dirty work and break up tackles. But he doesn't really seem. I don't know if I'm maybe just missing it because it's hard to watch or single out a player when you're watching a stream. It's always going to be focusing on the player that's got the ball, and he just doesn't have the ball very often. He missed a couple of absolute setters, like really easy chances as well. Yeah, like two so that's right one of the, each other. Eh? Mm-hmm. That's one of the things. Other than the getting sent off, getting the boy sent off, or getting stamped on, it's the only thing I can remember him doing. And that's obviously not good. But it's it just I don't know. Hey, I think he's always in the way. <laughs> like he's always seems to be see when Andy Halliday uh, sorry Andy Irvin scored two smashing goals from outside the box and Halliday's screaming for it to get cut back to him and then there was a couple of chances today even in the box where if he left it he was leaving it for like uh, the new big man to stick his seed on he could have had a hat trick today if Halliday go out the bloody way <laughs> maybe just there. a bit of, he's trying too hard there he's just he wants to try and do something but mm-hmm. He's just making it. I don't know. He's let's like say that I, I, he's another player that I wouldn't uh, miss if he wasn't there. No, I. I feel like we can we can get someone better. It's about legs in the centre of the park nowadays. The modern day centre mid has to be able to cover a lot of ground and quickly and be powerful and athletic. It's one of the more athletic positions on the field now. If you look at like the size of the centre mids at Man City, at Tottenham, at all these teams, they have to be big fellas. Bayern Munich last season. Who's that? Boy, Leon Gretzka, Paddy. Aye, he put on a whole yeah. load of muscle. He's absolutely giant, and he's a centre mid now. He's like bigger than most strikers, <laughs> and I just don't think the physicality and the, that athleticism and that power is there for Andy Halliday. I think he's got the aggressiveness, and that, I don't think he's scared. But I don't think he's, I don't think he's good enough. Can I ask a question? Has nah, he? Nah. Is he? <laughs> <laughs> Has he ever actually been a good player? Because any time I've oh. seen him, I don't think he's I don't Scored think against Chelsea. Very good. I when he was down south, he seemed to be quite <laughs> rated. Yeah, he's floated about. He's, he's not had a bad career since holiday. Yeah. Just getting on a bit. He's just older than us, Barry. I think in that position, you like Simon said, you've got to have legs. Eh? He's younger than you, Jarvis. <laughs> Thank you, Cameron, for the age checking. Is about that means he's younger than me, you know. <laughs> Scary. Surely you've got to have legs to play football. You've got a feet as well. Uh, feet. Um, do you know who would have been perfect to play next? Andy Irvin, Arnold June, aye, and Golo Kante. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Hammy, uh, Ginelli went off after 15 minutes and Ewan Henderson came on. He got a goal. He didn't know much about it. Um, what did you make of that one and how do you think he done overall? Um, again, another one that I didn't really notice, if I'm honest with you. One of the, one of the only things I really remember from him was his goal and again, he just sort of hit him and went in. I mean, fair play, getting in the right positions and all that, but there wasn't a lot. We 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 seem to really just concentrate on having possession tonight. Like before our third goal, we had the ball for about five minutes. We were just passing it around. There wasn't a lot of threats, and there wasn't a lot of players running with the ball. So it's it's hard to make a judgments. Um, but yeah, I didn't didn't notice so much. Sadly, again, right. he's another player that 
you've got high hope for, but that's two games now where it's very much the same. He's all on the pitch, but you wouldn't really know he's there. There's too many players, just games are passing them by for us. Yep. This should be the, the audition to get a good, strong Premier League side next year and be part of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And some players just aren't stepping up to that. Do you think Henderson has another chance next season? Do you think this is it for him? No, I think at his age, you've got to give him time. Like if if he got dropped after a, a like a season, half a season of inconsistent performances at his age, I wouldn't be surprised. I would be pretty surprised, but you've got to give him a chance. Yeah, look at Harry Coxon. Well, I just don't know what's going on there, man. That's insane. Mm-hmm. If anyone, any of the youngsters, should have been given an opportunity to play in a championship season, it should have been him. It's Instead. almost like it was set up for his career to develop in the right way. <laughs> but nah, we'll just punt him to Morton, but he can't play. Yeah. Mad stuff. Right, Simon, um, big Armand comes on, um, towering over everyone on the park <laughs> at seven foot high, uh, getting goals on the 85th and the 91st minute. Uh, what did you make of his ability from what you've seen in a small chunk this evening? Yeah, he looked good. He looked confident. He looked like he was closing down centre-backs. He's one of those players that they're so tall that when they run, you don't think they're moving that fast, but it's just because they don't have to move their legs as fast as everyone else because their strides are so big. (laughs) Is that biomechanics? I've heard Michael Stewart talking about it. I didn't care. Um, But uh, he he looks good. I want to see more of him. He looks like he can finish. Right place, right time. Mm-hmm. Who was it who took the shot for his first goal? Greedy S- bastard. Is it, nice it Jamie Walker? Someone bald, I'm sure. All right, like should it should they cut it back? I thought yeah. some of the shots today made Jamie McDonald look quite good. Quite a lot of them were right at him, but there was one save to the bottom corner where he dived. I think it was a volley for mm. could have been Halliday or Irvin. Mm-hmm. But I. Our man looks great. Look, what's he more on? We didn't need a striker at all. It's like one of the only positions I would say we can get away with not buying a player. But sounds we've got him now. Yeah. Uh, how much? What do you think happens with that now? So Liam Boyce has got nine goals in thirteen games. He's not doing badly, and it kind of feels like he's just up to match sharpness now. Do you Aye. think Armand's going to come in here and straight up take his place? What do you think Nielsen's going to do? Nah, not yet. Boyce is playing really well. I think even if uh, he starts playing a bit bad, I think he'll start. Maybe we're going to go to four four two. I I think that's what we might be going to do. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, I'd like to see them both start. Even at home, when we're well on top of teams uh, and just start battering teams right. again, like we should be playing a four four two anyway. To be honest, knowing um, knowing Nielsen, we'll probably put the new boy out on the wing. <laughs> Long diagonals for Irvin. Telling you that's what's happening. <laughs> Telling you, it's a very good chance. Um, Paddy, what do you think the the biggest difference was between tonight and the game on Saturday? Do you think the the signing of Armand had a big impact? Think that's been a boost to the team, or do you think Nielsen's just put a rocket up their arse after the defeat on Saturday? I think it more might be a rock up their arse. Like I, I don't know if any of the players would have heard of Armand before he joined them. Like, I don't know if that's going to boost them. Mm-hmm. But I think it'll be more Nielsen putting a rock up their arse. And 
last Saturday going down as a blip. Very fucking bad one. <laughs> Wouldn't call it a blip myself. Got another word for it. <laughs> um, Hammy, what do you think? Any thoughts on what the difference was? Um, I'd, honestly, I don't know. I'd, Hearts could I'd, be bothered tonight. Yeah, it, it just... It's like a different team. Yeah. Right. And it's, let's say it's an attitude problem. I think that's it. I, I, I don't know if maybe they're going into these games just thinking they're going to stroll them or something like that. It's The, the inconsistency of the season is just mind-blowing. How we can pump teams 4-0 or right at the start of the season and then slowly decline and get beat. It's, it's something that needs fixed anyway. Mm-hmm. Also, given that half our squad are bad wingers, Nielsen <laughs> if Nielsen saying that he's after another one that's no doubt gave them all a kick up the arse eh? <laughs> fight for their spots I don't know why they're not looking at a centre midfielder and a centre back as well though like I know we need another winger but we probably need a central midfielder and a centre back more than another winger yeah hopefully I mean hopefully behind the scenes maybe Stuart Finlay's tied up <laughs> for the summer <laughs> Maybe we're looking ahead that far. You know, he's looking at the squad, going, oh, we'll, "We'll make it to the end of the season." You've got young Chris Hamilton floating around at the, in the background as well. He can come in. Um, he might even come in as a backup right back. Chris Hamilton now with Brandon out. I want to see him play. So do I. Cameron, <laughs> another uh, <laughs> another height question for you. Can you remember what height was agreed for Chris Hamilton? No, I've told you my height questions. <laughs> Leave me alone. I do. It was five foot nine. It's five nine, the same as Cannavaro. Uh, exactly. You can do it. Well, that sums up tonight's uh, 4 0 victory over Rafe. You'd love to see it. Um, now, this coming Saturday, we're at home to Dunfermline at three o'clock. Uh, no doubt looking to get back to winning ways at home. However, Dunfermline are unbeaten in their last 13 picking up six wins and a whopping seven draws, including the last four in a row. Will another draw be on the cards, or will we get back to winning ways? I don't know, but we'll go over to Cameron for a, a game of buy or sell, and I'm sure he'll cover it in ask you. So, buy or sell for this week. Now, a quick recap. We weren't sure when we did last week's whether or not we would have a Wraith game, if we'd have two Wraith games. So I based... <laughs> The scores on the game on Saturday, which seemed like the right thing to do, as it was the next game after we recorded. Sounds good. You can protest all you want. I don't care. I mean, <laughs> I think it's detrimental to all of us, but fair enough, I. So I'll run <laughs> yeah. through them. Um, three people got two. So Simon, Javi, Paddy all got two. Myself oh. and Hammy got one. So Hearts to score three. We all bought it. They we scored two. Hearts to play Wraith. We all bought it. We did. <laughs> and then <laughs> twice. And then Gary McKay, Stephen, to get his first start at the weekend. Um, yeah, the three of you that got two bought it, and me and Hammy sold it. So, what that means to the scores? It is tight. It is very tight. So, bringing up the rear, still Paddy, but closing the gap now on fourteen. Myself on eighteen. We have Simon. Close behind on 20, and then tie for the lead. Jarvie and Hammy both on 21 oh, now. Oh, Hammy! And a quick update on one of the season longs 
Hearts have currently played 13 games and scored 39 goals. That is bang on three per game. Easy. <laughs> nice. But Neil Lennon's still no job. <laughs> not one of the not one of the season longs, one of our repeating. <laughs> How is Neil Lennon still in a job? So looking at this week, I have had a look and based these on our game against the Fermlin coming up. Big game. So the last time we played the Fermlin obviously wasn't a great night. Um we had ten shots and fifty eight percent possession. So I want you to buy or sell hearts to have over 10.5 shots and also over 58.5 possession. Bye. Bell. So you need Ooh. both elements for this to come in. I'm fine with that. Say it again, sorry. So over 10.5 shots and over 58.5% possession. Definite buy. Easy. Yeah, I'll buy that. Yeah, yeah I'll buy that. Well, Gordon Mahami last week did not serve me well, so I'm also going to buy. <laughs> Shouldn't he be copying people? You should make your own decisions. <laughs> a big man. <laughs> right back at the height again. Anyway. <laughs> so, Dunfermline have scored two goals total in their last four games. So, I want you to buy or sell hearts to concede over 1.5 goals in this game. To concede over 1.5, sell. We're one in 5 0. Yeah, I'm going to sell that as well. I don't know. Because Beda might be back from injury, eh? Nah. <laughs> Is nah. He not, he's hurt his hamstring. Is he not out for a wee bit? I don't know. I don't think it's been confirmed yet. I'll sell. I'll sell. Pepescu, I'm telling you, since this head knock, he's the new Maldini. <laughs> you see straight now. <laughs> I think as much as. They've only scored two goals in our last four games and are on a wee bit of barren run. Uh, it would be just like us to then go and concede two. So I am, I'm going to be positive and sell it, but I would not be surprised. I'm going to sell it as well. Is that sell across the board? I think so. Hmm. Positivity. And the last one, non-game related, I have put in a transfer piece and it is the last transfer piece as the window shuts next week. And it is Hearts to sign another centre-back before the end of this window. Sell. Sell. Aye, I'll, I'm going to sell that as well. Aye. I there's been nothing about any centre-backs coming in at all. I'm going to buy it. Oh, yes, Hammy, like, yes. <laughs> so, Hammy, are you hoping better's out long-term then? <laughs> I mean, well, I hope... aye, even if we're no fucking buying one. Yeah, <laughs> I, I hope he's has a lovely life and all that. But aye, <laughs> lovely life. I'm to be also honest, this is a win-win. Just out of hope. You're <laughs> gonna buy it. <laughs> <laughs> so that was them. I will update you on where we are next week. Nice one. Thank you, Cameron. Okay, so we'll now go over to Cameron for this week's This Day in Hearts. Thanks for that, Jarvie. So um, this week, or this day in Hearts, so Friday the 26th of January 1979, the crux of the team's creative impetus, Eamon Bannon, was sold to Chelsea for 215 grand, And with him, Hearts already slender chances of avoiding the drop. Mounting financial pressure had forced the director's hand, and in the following game, a 2-1 defeat 
at home to St Mirren that was concerted calls from the terraces for the board to resign. Sounds kind of like last season, so I thought I'd plug it in. <laughs> 215 grand back then must have been an oh, absolute aye. fortune or not. I'd be it's happy if we sold a player for that now. <laughs> yeah. Well, did you see at half time for the, during the Rafe game, they were saying we bought Colin Cameron for 250 grand? Aye, man, there was the money in Scottish football. Bargain. Yeah, it was big time then. I'd be amazed right now if we sold anyone to Chelsea. <laughs> I don't think he could have been to Chelsea. Could have, should have, didn't he? <laughs> cool. Well, thank you, Cameron. Cool. So, outro in my route. Well, that's all we have time for today. Many thanks to Simon, Cameron, Hammy, Paddy and Jolly for your time once again this week and a special thanks to Padman Scoop Productions for as copious amounts of editing time as ever. If you aren't following us on social media already, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram at hearts underscore podcast. And if you'd like to send us an email for some reason, it's heartspodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to like and subscribe, even leave a nice speed review and spread the good word around Gorgie once it's safe to do so. So until next time, keep washing your hands for the hearts. We'll see you again soon. Oh, 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 the jambos, eh? <laughs>